0: This is Bethel Online. Welcome home. This is the next best thing to being at Bethel on Sundays. We are driven by making disciples of Jesus who make disciples. When you're online, interact with us on Facebook and Instagram. When you're in Barhead, Alberta, drop in Sundays to Friday. Our goal on this podcast is to ask questions, challenge certainty, and grow a relationship with Jesus so you can go the distance and bring others with you. Thank you for tuning in. Easter uh, Sunday morning is always a joy to preach and to talk. In fact, there are so many themes that we could talk about and so many different approaches and so many different ways we could go. So I'm just glad you're here. Um, in your bulletins, or in your, there's a, ser- a set of sermon notes, and you can follow along. If you haven't figured it out by now, uh, the pictures that are there and the pictures on the screen behind me um, represent... I think they're there behind me. There's no pictures behind me. There they are. Those pictures represent life-changing moments in human history. Can you imagine life without a wheel? Without wheels? Can you imagine that? Think of it. Dan Stoic. what would you do without wheels? <laughs> What would anybody here do without wheels? Do you remember the first time you got your set of wheels? Do you remember how it changed your life? Um, I, 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 when I was a kid in school, I never, I never got a car. My parents never gave me a car, but they sometimes let me use their car. Um, and it was 19, probably 1972, Um, grade 11 or 12, I um, took my dad's car to school one day. They said I could. And um, I don't know what came over me. But I decided that I would go on a road trip. Skip school. And I went to Detroit, Michigan. Michigan. It was just across the rivers, only like 10 minutes away by, by tunnel. And I, went under, I, went, I crossed an international border by myself with my dad's car. Um, at that time, you didn't need a passport, just a birth certificate. So I got across, and um, for, for a day, I just kind of went crazy in Detroit, a city of 10 million people. Windsor had about 200,000. Detroit had 10 million. It was five years after the Detroit riots. Um, They had, in that year, 900 murders in Detroit. If you want to figure it out, that's three a day. I never told them, and I was in Detroit on my my own, going crazy. Now, when I say going crazy, you got to understand... That meant I went to a movie theater. (laughs) First time ever in my life ever going to a movie theater. It was in Detroit City in downtown Detroit. Um, That was about it for my wildness. Um, (laughs) I was too scared to do anything else. And I came back, and I never told my parents probably until around 1980, oh, maybe 82, 10 years later, I was now a pastor. Um, My mom had passed away, and I finally, after a number of years, told my dad what I did. And um, I figured as a pastor, he couldn't spank me. Um, (laughs) Couldn't ground me. Um, I was okay. Getting a set of wheels is empowering. It really is. Think of what life is like without wheels. Think about it. It was life-changing. And it's just as life-changing to see an elderly person lose their license and lose their set of wheels. That's life-changing too. Um, Can you imagine life without air travel? Can you imagine what it would be like? That, That picture is the picture of Wilbur and Orville Wright, the first airplane down in North Carolina first airplane, first recorded air flight. Can you imagine life without air travel? Isn't it amazing how far we've come? I mean, think of it. We have space shuttles and satellites, all going back to that moment when people realized you could actually fly. And then, can you imagine life without a telephone? Seriously, I see some of you with them in their hands right now. I know, I know. Can you imagine what life would be like today without a telephone? And some of you will remember, you're old enough to remember, that the first cell phone was about the size of a brick. Probably weighed about the same too. It was big and bulky and you, it, 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 was, it was a massive thing. And, and now we've come down to the fact of, of what they are today. Today we celebrate... The single most life changing event or moment in all of human history, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It uh, can be somewhat easy to take for granted. Because we as Christians talk about it so much. It really is the focus of everything we do. It's why we meet Sundays. We don't meet on the Jewish Sabbath. We meet on the first day of the week. And now, now we call it the weekend, but it's really the first day of the week, the, the Sunday. Our week should begin with Christ. And sometimes we see the weekend as ending uh, our week. But this really is the start of our week. And we start it with worshiping. Um, consider for a moment that if it, is really true it is truly life-changing if what happened what we say happened at easter time if it's really true it truly is life-changing and if it's not true well the bible talks about that what if easter never happened what if jesus never rose from the dead the Scripture actually talks about that. It's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and I'm going to have you stand with me as we read God's Word together. I like to honor God's Word by having a stand as we read it. You know, other religions and faiths honor their uh, holy books and their scriptures, and sometimes we take our Bibles for granted, and I think sometimes we need to honor the Word. And so we're going to do that today. We're going to read God's Word. I'm going to read the light verses, the light printed verses and the darker printed ones are the ones you're going to read and uh, we'll just go back and forth just reading a short passage of scripture um, reading from uh, this uh, book in first corinthians 15 and if christ has not been raised our preaching is useless and so is your faith If the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. May God bless His Word. You may be seated if Christ has not been raised from the dead, the scripture says that we, Christians, of all the men of the world are to be the most pitied. We're fools. We're wasting our time if Christ hasn't been raised from the dead, but we believe he has. We believe that the resurrection of Jesus Christ changed everything, Um, not that the disciples necessarily believed it all at once. In fact, the scripture says in Mark chapter 16 that the women said nothing to anyone because they were afraid after they went to the tomb and found the tomb empty. They were afraid. They didn't tell anybody at first. They kept it to themselves. They didn't know what was going on. And in John chapter 20, we just read that Peter and John, they still didn't understand from Scripture that Jesus had to be raised from the dead. They didn't know what was going on. They weren't all excited and everything all at once just because the tomb was empty. They were confused, and they, were, um, they, they didn't understand what God was doing. But that resurrection became the theme of their preaching. It became the theme of everything they talked about. It became their message. That was the gospel. Not that Jesus died, which is really important, but that he rose again. The scripture says, if Jesus just died and didn't rise, we're miserable people. We don't have anything to have any hope in. But if he rose again that changes everything everything changes if it's true so it begs the question to ask what changes if christ is risen from the dead what actually changed so let me give you a few things first of all if christ rose from the dead we have hope to face the future jesus said because i live you also will live jesus said in second corinthians 4 14 we know that the one who raised the lord jesus from the dead will also raise us with jesus and present us with with us to himself jesus will raise us from the dead as well you have hope for the future this life does not end with the grave we need to remind ourselves of that we've just gone through a period and we have another loved one passed away with uh with eve die passing away and her funeral is going to be next uh, saturday here in the church we've just gone through a period where we've lost a lot of people um and it's sad but it's not the end it's not the end it's not the end for us and it's certainly not the end for them the bible says that christ raises us from the dead and because he lives we also will live because christ lives it doesn't mean that life comes to an end just because we die. We have hope to face our future. I know some people who are sick and they're not doing well and feeling physically not well and they're afraid. And, and that's, that's normal. But we don't have to fear the future because he lives. Corey Ten Boom was a, a Dutch girl um, during, the war, during the war who ended up... Uh, hiding families they they hid families in their homes saved them tried to save them from the holocaust um cory and all her family were killed in the concentration camp uh, Corey, when she was a little girl uh once talked about dying to her father and she said dad i'm afraid i'm afraid of what's going to happen I, I don't know what's going to happen and i'm afraid and her father wise old man said Corey, when we get on the train, when do I give you the ticket? Well, just before I get on. She says, that's the way it is with death. We don't always know what's going to happen. We don't get the ticket before we go. But when we go, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. We don't have to face the future with uncertainty. We face it with a calmness because he lives, we also will live. We have hope to see our loved ones again. That's another thing that changes. When our loved ones pass, it's not the last time we see of them. It says in scripture that the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with a voice of the archangel and the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive will and are still alive, we'll be caught up together with them in the air, and so will we be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. You see, when our loved ones pass away, it's not the end. In fact, we will meet them when Christ returns. Many of you, I've already had you raise your hands. You already have people in heaven. You have already have people that have gone on before you, moms and fathers and children and, and, and aunts and uncles and brothers and grandparents who, who've led the way and showed you what it is to, to serve God, and, and they're already in heaven. And we're grateful for that, but we will see them again. That's what the Scripture teaches us. It teaches us that very clearly that we have hope to see our loved ones again because jesus lives because jesus rate was raised from the dead we recognize that we too will spend eternity with our loved ones in heaven another thing that we have because of christ's resurrection from the dead is we have hope for the world hope for the world it says in 1 corinthians 15 verse 25 for he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Did you read that scripture carefully? All the enemies of Christ will come under his feet. All. We live in a world where the enemies of Christ are abundant, they're, they're rampant, they're all around us sickness and death and pain and all these things that are not of God. They're all rampant around us, but there's coming a day when all the enemies of Christ will be put under his feet. And not just for you, but for the whole world. Isn't that exciting? We're on the winning side. Christ wins. And there's hope for this world. It doesn't have to go on in perpetuity with pain and suffering and and murder and anger and hate. No, it's all coming to an end. Jesus Christ is going to reign. He's going to establish his kingdom once and for all. Every enemy of Christ will be put under his feet and Christ Jesus will reign forever. We have hope for this world. We don't give up on it. I see some people that want to abandon this world. We want to retreat from the world. No, we have a message of hope for our world. We have a message to tell people that Jesus Christ can make a difference. I deal with people sometimes that their lives are miserable and they're wrecked and, and, and it's sad to, to talk to people that are going through such things because of alcohol and drugs and all the things that happen in our life. And sometimes it's frustrating, but you know what? We have a message of hope. Jesus can give you hope. Jesus is a victor. Jesus can give you victory over whatever it is you're facing. I've talked to men who've struggled with pornography for years and years and years, and you've just given up the fight. You've just abandoned the fight, like this is what it's always going to be. No! Jesus Christ rose from the dead so it doesn't have to always be that way. Well, that's the quietest amen I've ever heard. In fact, I don't even know if I heard one. Jesus rose from the dead so it doesn't always have to be the way it is right now. It can change. He lives. And if he lives, anything's possible. Anything's possible. He lives today. Think of the words themselves hopeless, incurable, impossible, unworkable, impractical, bleak, depressed, and despondent. Those are words without Christ. But because He lives, anything's possible. Everything's possible. Frankly, the biggest thing that changes because Christ rose from the dead is we have hope. I've said it now four times. We have hope because of Jesus. Without Christ, we have no hope. But because of Jesus, we have hope. Christ, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is interceding for us. That's what it says in Romans chapter 8. It says that right now, Jesus is praying for you. He's praying for what you go through. He's praying for the fears that you carry. He's praying for the pain that you face, for the temptations that you face. Right now, Jesus is praying for you, interceding for us, because he lives today. Easter changes everything. Seriously, I want you to look for just a moment, if if we can see these things, but I want you to look at some of the scriptures, and I'm not going to read them all for you, but look at some of the scriptures that talk about the resurrection of christ let's see the first the next screen here just for a second i just quoted some yeah the one after that yeah there you go you may not even be able to read those ephesians chapter 2 first peter chapter 1 matthew chapter 28 philippians chapter 2 let's go on to the next one acts chapter 2 acts chapter 4 acts chapter 5 Uh, next one there you go romans chapter 4 romans chapter 7 first corinthians chapter 6 John chapter 11, Romans chapter 1, Isaiah chapter 25, Romans chapter 6, Romans chapter 4. Do you get the idea what I'm trying to say to you? The whole New Testament is filled with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We live because Jesus rose from the dead. We serve because Jesus rose from the dead. We have hope because Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus prays for us. Jesus strengthens us. Jesus encourages us. We come and pray for people not because he he died, but because he lives. We pray for people because he lives. He's still working. He's still alive. In fact, he still wants to be a part of your life. Some people, some people don't have time for Jesus. Um, Some people are too busy for Jesus. But he's not too busy for you. He still calls. He still asks you to come to him. He still wants you to serve him. He still wants you to follow him. Easter changes everything. I want you to watch this short video. And uh, the scripture in 1 Peter says that he becomes our living hope. Our living hope. Not just hope, but our living hope. You see, he's not just here in church. But tomorrow morning when you get up, do your work or whatever it is that you're going to do tomorrow, the living hope goes with you. Tomorrow or the next day or the day after, when you stand in a doctor's office or in a hospital room, the living hope is still with you. And when you stand beside a casket and you mourn a loved one or friend and you think it's come to the end, I remind you that living hope is still with you. He won't abandon you. He won't forsake you. He won't leave you to face life alone. We serve a God who is our living hope, that he's with us as much in church as he is with us on the playing field, as he is on the tractor, as he is in the office, or as he is in the shop. He's the living God, the living Savior, the living hope. We serve a risen Savior, and he's in the world today. And I know it, because he's in my heart. Is he in yours? I trust he is. I trust that today you know the living Savior, Jesus Christ, and you've committed your life to him. You may have abandoned him. You may have turned your back on him at times, but he still waits for you because he's the living hope. He's not, he's not giving up on you. He still waits. He just wants you to walk with him. He wants you to talk to him. And so we're going to sing this old uh, gospel hymn. We haven't sung it in a long time, but it says that he lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. Why don't you stand with me as we sing, he lives if by chance you're here today and you couldn't raise your hand you're not certain that he lives in your heart today's a day when it's time to say yes to jesus christ the living lord the living hope wants to be a part of your life he wants to say yes to you why don't you say yes to him father thank you for this opportunity to come and worship you today the living savior the living hope Thank you, God, for the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. We pray, Father, that each one here will be filled with hope in Christ Jesus. Lord God, we'll be filled with hope to face every day, to face every challenge. God, we know your strength, we know your power, we know you pray for us, we know you stand with us and will never abandon us. Father, we thank you for the hope that we have today. And so, Father, we pray for each person. Lord, may we just continue to walk in hope. May we continue to walk with the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. And Lord, may we continue to walk with the awareness that you walk with us. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you so much for this opportunity. I pray your blessing upon these ones, individuals, and families as we celebrate Easter this weekend. May Jesus Christ live in our hearts complete, completely. And may we know that joy that comes from having a relationship with you. So thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says amen sing the chorus with me one more time he lives he lives